I, Randy Kulani Kamaka, consent to being recorded for the purpose of Oral History Project for Ethnic Studies at Roseville High School. I understand that other students will listen to my story. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Blaine Kamaka, interviewing my dad. Randy Kamaka. And the first question is, so where were you born? So um, one of seven children and mom and dad. My mother was pregnant at the time and took a trip with my father to California. And on that trip, I was born in Lakewood, California. Shortly after that, uh, we returned back to Hawaii and was raised in Hawaii from that time on, from about two or three weeks after I was born. How was it being raised in Hawaii? Uh, was raised very cultural. Uh, very hands-on. Everything that we did was to provide for the family and not just our initial family, but all of the family. I was raised on a, on a, in a place on the northeast side of the island called Waikane. And on, on our property was hundreds of family. My father was one of 14. His father was one of 29. And again, I'm one of seven. And we had the smallest family amongst us, seven children. So we had a very large family and everything was very hands-on. We fished and hunted and, and made everything that we used in our, in our homes from from the earth, from scratch, with our hands. Uh, fishing was an important part of our life in Hawaii. We called that Lava'i'a, and it was a part of our history in my family as fishermen to provide. And so those are the types of things that I did growing up uh, culturally. More culturally was um, being involved in hula, music, um, very important, speaking the language, because my grandparents oftentimes raised us while mom and dad was out trying to work, and, and they only spoke Hawaiian, so. When you became an adult, when did you decide to move to the States? So I never thought I'd ever move to the States. Uh, my brother had a surfing accident and uh, was paralyzed, became a quadriplegic and in Hawaii, we didn't have um, great rehabilitation centers or, or anything that could help somebody out in a situation like that, as you did in the States from what we heard. 
and things were looking pretty dire for him. So in 1990, I believe it was 1991 or 92, um, when he was able to make the trip safely, we sought, um, and by the way, he was an educator, my brother, uh, and um, we, uh, we sought out rehabilitation in California. And so we moved to Orange, Orange, Orange County, California, and uh, spent uh, a few years there and his rehabilitation. That's what took me to the States. I already told you what year. How was it different in California? Uh, California was very different. Uh, very different. And uh, not being used to the people uh, felt, felt people felt to be closed off to me. They didn't feel like they were very open, open people and communicating and sharing themselves with you as much as Hawaiian people are very open and very welcoming. And so it was a very different, different experience a very, very big culture shock for me. Uh, wasn't used to any of the things that, that I experienced coming here. And um, just watching TV when I remember coming here and hearing about all the gangsters and all the different types of things that happen here. Um, those things were not prevalent in Hawaii at all. And shootings, and I remember remember watching the news and hearing about people getting shot and killed and these things were not happening where I was raised. So it seemed really, uh, really different. Scary almost because you're just not used to those types of things. And, uh, and as I said, they're so where I come from, most people are a lot alike, no matter the, the, the ethnic background you have, if you were raised there, you, you, and you have what we call the Aloha spirit in California, you have different types of people, different types of ways. Everything is different. Everybody has their own way. So it was very difficult to try to figure out what was going on in California at the time for me. So, did you play any sports in Hawaii? So, growing up as a young, young boy, um, I would say early elementary years, we played a lot of Hawaiian games. Uh, it consists of using stones and rocks and things of that nature. Um, never really played any American sports till 
I got to be about 10 or 11 years old. Um, when I was younger, I did a lot of surfing growing up until about the age of, well, through, through all my years till it late into my twenties and thirties and still till today. But I, uh, about my 10, 11, 12 years old, I started to play, um, rugby and baseball and, uh, on into my teenage years, even even in those same years, I started playing football and played football for many years. So what were the schools like in, in Hawaii? Uh, I remember, well, this, one of the schools that I attended in elementary was a little country school up in the top of the mountain in Waikane. Actually, it was in a place called Waihole. It was adjacent to Waikane. And, uh, well, uh, you could imagine having all that family when the bus pulled up empty at our property. We filled the bus. So everybody in the school was practice, practically related to me, was a cousin. And so growing up in those early years, it was school was great because you were related to everybody in your school. And uh, as I got older, I started to being raised really cultural on that side of the island. You gotta understand that's the country side of the island. And, uh, you know, we weren't at grocery stores and things like that. So when I got older, my father moved to the other side of the islands, what we call the city. It wasn't the city, but it's what we call the city being from the country. And that side of the island, once I started to go to school, um, there was a little bit of culture within our schools, but not not anywhere near what I was used to being around. And so I always remember growing up and being a bit a little bitter over the schools not having a lot of Hawaiian cultural content within the school and having more Western ways of teaching to us Hawaiian kids. And so I remember not really enjoying that part of my youth on through high school. Uh, schools were very territorial. Um, something I never remembered as a youngster living in the countryside. But once I started to grow up, uh, realizing how how different everybody looked at each other from one school to another. It was very territorial. Schools were rough growing up in Hawaii, um, very tough. And, uh, you know, uh, I would say by the time I was 10 years old, I probably had been in 100 fights, unprovoked fights, fights just to have to 
to protect yourself. And uh, it was very, it was, a, it was a tough, tough time back then in the seventies. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's how our schools were back then. One story you will never forget from your childhood. Well, I have thousands of stories that that I I will never forget from my childhood. Uh, but I guess you know one that 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 comes to mind uh, would be. A time that, as I said earlier, I grew up surfing. And oftentimes we would see sharks and even fishing and diving. I would see sharks and not be in fear of them um, because they're all around you. And really tens and tens of sharks around you as you fish. So it's not something that scared me. But... I think I was about mm, 10 years old, 11 years old. And by then I was surfing big waves and we lived in a part in this part of Hawaii that uh, was called, uh, the town was called Aina Haina. And where we lived, the paddle to the waves was, you know, about a quarter mile. And, uh, I remember paddling out one day and surfing, having a great day. And the waves were very big. By the time I was that age, I was surfing big waves, 10, 15 foot plus waves. And, you know, in Hawaii, we we measure the back of the waves. So 10 to 15 is 20 to 30 foot face waves. And I remember having a great day surfing, a lot of fun. Me and my cousin were paddling back out after catching a wave. He was a little bit behind me, so he saw everything that happened. And as I was paddling up to this wave, going to um, turn around to catch it late as it was cresting and ready to break, I saw a huge shark come up onto the wall of the wave with his mouth open, aiming right for the backside of my surfboard and my feet. And I just remember lifting up my feet and turning away from this thing. And the last thing I saw was this shark. It looked all I can, the only way I could describe it is it looked like the size of a, the head looked like the size of a full-size truck, pickup truck. And this thing was massive. And I just thought it was just going to swallow me whole, really. And as I turned around to catch this wave, while this was happening, I remember seeing my cousin 
now facing the wave, facing me with his eyes like silver dollars and going, trying to turn around and he was screaming shark. And I knew it was there, but all I could do was pull up my feet and just pray I don't get chewed up. And, and he hit, he hit the shark, hit my board. And uh, my cousin said he just barely missed me, you know, because at this point I'm looking forward. I'm no longer looking at the shark. And all I remember is just being engulfed with the from the wave and just thrown into a washer machine, so to speak, getting pounded by the by the surf. And all the while tossing and turning, I'm thinking that shark is coming back and he's going to get me. And when I got up, I just continued to paddle and in towards the shallow reef. And when the next wave came and I just paddled for it and I caught it and just thinking I was going to get swallowed by this big shark. And that was a pretty, pretty, pretty mean experience. And, you know, like I said, I've been around sharks for a long time and never, never feared them. But this, this, this shark was different. This guy had to have been 15, 20 foot at least. And, uh, and uh, so one, one of the things that I remember from my childhood, without a doubt, 